My Favourite Podcasts, published on the 12th of January 2021. I greatly appreciate the generous feedback I received after publishing my 2020 investor letter. I enjoy writing the letter enormously and receiving the feedback even more. Much is made about the toxicity of online debate, but I feel fortunate that it is not something I have ever encountered. Most of the feedback is positive, and where it is not, the critique is generally well argued. A well-thought-out counter-argument to something I have written sends my brain into overdrive, as I try to either assimilate the idea into my thinking or formulate why I disagree. I love the sensation. I am conscious that as a white male writing on a topic that attracts enthusiasts, I am hardly putting myself in the eye of the online storm. Nevertheless, it is reassuring that the online debate does not always descend into dysfunction. Perhaps it helps that virtually all the feedback I receive is via email in a one-on-one -on -one format. This has the benefit that nobody needs to feel that they are playing to an audience. On the other hand, I sometimes wish the exchanges took place on my website so that everyone has the chance to see the points other people raise, how I respond, and then make up their own minds. Either way, I am happy with how things work at the moment so everyone should continue to reach out to me in the way that makes the most sense for them. The only thing I would point out is that if your question is fairly open-ended, you have a better chance of receiving a longer response if your question is on the website where others can see it. Many of you have asked which podcast shows I recommend. As my letter self-selects for lifelong learners, I guess I should have anticipated this question and put a list directly into the letter, or at least in the email accompanying it. As it is presumably of interest not just to those of you who have emailed me, I thought I would add the list here as a kind of postscript to the letter. Instead of sending out a list of shows, I will list instead my favourite episodes. That way, those of you who are not familiar with the shows can use them as a kind of teaser, and those of you who are already familiar with the shows may still derive some value if my list reminds you of an episode you enjoyed, or perhaps draws your attention to one you missed. Exponent. My all-time favourite podcast show is Exponent, in which hosts Ben Thompson and James Allworth discuss tech and its role in society. If a single episode cost $100, I would curse and fume whilst reaching for my credit card. Like most podcasts, though, it's free. What makes the show so great, in addition to the quality of the debate, is the chemistry between Ben and James, who share a deep friendship and interest in tech, despite living on opposite sides of the Pacific. An also free weekly article by Ben is usually the starting point for the podcast, but it can go off in different directions as the two of them unpack the article's ideas and their implications. What I particularly like is that the two sometimes have opposing views, but are open to be convinced by the other and openly acknowledge as much when it happens. This is very much how I have always experienced debate in personal relationships, and it saddens me that it is missing in so much public discourse. One of my favourite episodes is number 186, Speech and Systems, about Facebook's then controversial decision not to take down President Trump's tweets. This choice probably reflects my own interest in Facebook, as well as how so many different strands of thought on the impact of tech on society seem to intersect at the company. Irrespective of whether you are in the delete Facebook camp or are, like me, a fan of the company, I think you must acknowledge that Facebook throws up important questions around the limits of free speech, privacy, and who ultimately should arbiter them. Irrespective of what happens to Facebook, these questions are not going away.
Every time a new social network emerges, it soon runs into the same issues. Over the course of the episode, a lot of this nuance is teased out, in particular around the different trade-offs around different policy decisions. After a passionate and deeply personal debate, James comes around to Ben's point of view. When the podcast finished, I had the sense of awe you get when the credits roll at the end of a great movie. I felt a little bit smarter and a little bit better about the world. Although Facebook has since banned Trump from its platform, the episode retains all its salience in my view. The Drive One topic I have tried to pay closer attention to in recent years is personal health and fitness. I realize that if you want to compound capital for a long time, duh, you must stay alive for a long time. My favorite podcast on this topic is Peter Atiyah's The Drive. Peter is a practicing physician with a podcast focusing on maximizing longevity and all that goes into it from physical to cognitive to emotional health. The show covers a wide range of topics, including nutrition, sleep, mental, mental health, and exercise, to pick just a handful. Not all of them are of direct interest to me, and some dive too deep, for me, into topics I only have a passing interest in. Overall, though, the show has opened my mind to the many ways of improving health and well-being, and what the current thinking of them is. My all-time favorite episode is number 130, Recognizing and Overcoming Cognitive Dissonance, with Carol Tavaris and Elliot Aronson, the co-authors of Mistakes Were Made, But Not By Me. I enjoyed it so much, partly because the idea has so much explanatory power, and partly because there is such great chemistry between the two interviewees. Here too, they are open to let the other pick up a thread or be persuaded of a different point of view, though this does not happen in real time as it does an exponent. The basic idea of cognitive dissonance is that we humans find it tremendously painful to hold two ideas that conflict with each other. This pain is cognitive dissonance. The pain is, in fact, so great that we quickly move to dismiss one or the other. For example, we might reconcile doing something mean to someone with our self-idea of being a good person by convincing ourselves that he or she is a bad person who deserves it. The antidote to cognitive dissonance is to recognize and accept contradictions. A beautiful example given is Shimon Peres' statement about Ronald Reagan after Reagan offended Israeli sensibilities by visiting a German war memorial. When a friend makes a mistake, a friend remains a friend and a mistake remains a mistake. An episode about mental models is not particularly representative of the show. More typical is number 59 with Jason Fung. Fasting as a potent antidote to obesity, insulin resistance, type 2 diabetes, and the many symptoms of metabolic illness. Before hearing this episode, fasting was a relatively new topic to me and I was not aware of its potential benefits beyond simple weight loss. If the concept of autophagy is literally ancient Greek to you, as it was to me, then this is the opportunity to get up to speed. I have not decided how big a role fasting should play in my life, if at all, but I'm glad it is now on the menu, pun intended. Invest like the best. I have been listening to and enjoying Invest Like the Best, hosted by Patrick O'Shaughnessy for many years. In it, he discusses business and investing with founders, CEOs, and other investors. As this is basically what I do for a living, it is right in my wheelhouse. 
In the early years, the show was a bit hit and miss, and I found myself being quite selective about which episodes to listen to. Since about a year or so, it has got really good, and I rarely miss an episode. It is a reminder, as if we needed one, that to get great at something requires practice, not innate talent. I often find that Patrick asks exactly the questions I would want to ask if I was in his position. This has one of two possible implications. Either both of us are geniuses, or we naturally gravitate on the internet to people like us. Note to self, ask Patrick which one he thinks is true. One of my favorite episodes is Matthew Ball, The Future of Media, Movies, The Metaverse, and more. Matthew was the former head of strategy at Amazon Studios and writes wonderful essays about media and tech that can be found at his website, matthewball.vc. In it, he shares his vision and excitement about the gaming industry and discusses the concept of arming the rebels, platforms like Roblox or Unity that enable ordinary people to build and monetize games, similar to how Shopify has enabled small merchants to compete with Amazon. Despite being a non-gamer, I have really enjoyed learning about the online game gaming industry through podcasts such as this, as well as observing the behavior of my son. Tech Buzz China by Pan Daily. I love learning about tech. I love learning about business. And I love learning about China. Tech Buzz China combines all three and I have become a big fan. Each show follows a tight script in which the two co-hosts, Ying Lu and Rui Ma, discuss a Chinese tech company or trend. At first, the scripted format feels slightly more contrived than other shows. However, what I have come to appreciate is that each show is, is, is in effect an exceptionally well-researched and well-thought-out essay. The hosts do a great job of compressing so much information into a concise and easy-to-understand podcast. Every investor should, in my view, be studying Chinese companies. The most obvious reason to do so is because some will be wonderful investment opportunities. But even if you do not intend to invest in China, it is worth studying them as they provide a window into the future as the pace of innovation is far greater in China than the West. For this reason, the episode I would pick out is the most recent one on community group buying, whereby rural communities can pool their grocery orders to lower logistics costs. The reason for my choice is not because it is exceptional, but because community group buying is the biggest trend in China at the moment and is virtually non-existent in the West. It is an interesting mental exercise to think through what impact, if any, community group buying could have if it is exported here. For the same reasons, I would also recommend getting up to speed on live streaming e-commerce if you have not already done so. A Cambrian explosion of content. When I was growing up in the UK, people no doubt had a similar diversity of intellectual interests as now. But the only way to express them in their media consumption was through tuning in to either the BBC or ITV. Today, there has been a Cambrian explosion of content with every imaginable topic covered in many ways. As my preferred shows illustrate, I happen to be someone that is interested in tech, health, business and China and prefer them to be presented in a way that celebrates disagreement. You may prefer different topics presented in a different way. My recommendation is not to pay too much attention to my preferences, but seek out your own. And finally, a note of gratitude. I do not know any of the podcasters featured here personally. Should this memo somehow slip into any of their hands thanks to the wonders of the internet, 
I would like to express my enormous gratitude for the work they do and making it available to the whole world at no cost. It constitutes a small but significant contribution to the corpus of human knowledge.